0: Is all of your data up in the cloud? What do you have on there? I bet you've forgotten. Maybe some personal documents, a family video, or two, some job applications. The thing is, once it goes into the cloud, you don't know what's up there. It could be everything. It's sort of like an attic. How would you feel if whatever you have on there... could be easily accessed by someone else. I mean, facing a growing fight against child sex abuse, the eSafety Commissioner has proposed that tech companies should detect and remove child abuse and pro-terror material under new mandatory standards. Makes sense, sure. But Apple has lashed out against this idea, warning that it could lead to mass surveillance. Sarah Moran is the founder of Geek Girl Academy and uh, the AI company Patient Notes. Uh, Welcome back to Drive, Sarah. What would... That look like this company idea that companies scanning the clouds would all of all of your personal documents no longer be private because I'm starting to get worried.
1: Well, I mean, you know, there's always a question: Are they ever really private? So be careful what you share. But I think uh, with this particular proposal, um, what's fascinating is that it it, would—it's asking tech companies where technically feasible can they start doing that scanning? And what the tech companies are saying is. Well, if we build technology that allows us to create that scanning, um, one, it could easily be, you know, if we were hacked, someone may use it to scan for something else. Um, And the, the other idea is that, uh, you know, it, 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 it is that idea that we are going to then feel like we're constantly being scanned and that our privacy is being abused. And so it does create an environment for mass surveillance, even if it is surveillance for good in this case. Um, and so what the, what the what a lot of people are calling for and the, the tech companies are calling for is stronger language around what that means. So, you know, uh, we can't be vague about these things if they're going to be put into law or into standards. And so we really need to be careful about how we describe what it is that we will and won't allow tech companies to be able to do on our phones.
0: So, I I can imagine the argument from the tech companies saying that this will undermine the security of the cloud. I can also imagine the argument of certain security and intelligence agencies saying, yes, it will undermine the security of the cloud and we can read it all. Where is the consumer in all this? Do we get a say?
1: Oh, good question. I mean, um, well, it's, it's one of the reasons, I mean, Apple is the main one who has been targeted and, and has come out with these concerns. And Apple has built an entire brand based on privacy, you know, iMessage, end-to-end encrypted. And so, I think that's kind of what they're saying is that there is, you know, consumers won't like this. Uh, at the moment, we have a lot of choice around where we can buy, but with these standards, it's going to be something that will be rolled out across every company. And so, uh, if, if you do care about it, now's the time to be making noise, that's for sure.
0: So, if Apple is made to do this under this mandatory code, how do you think that would react? Would they, uh, would they uh, cordon off certain services for our jurisdiction, perhaps?
1: Well, that's what they tried to do in the – well, they – uh, I won't say threatened, but I will say threatened, threatened to do in the UK. Um, but then the policies didn't pass in the UK and so they didn't have to do that. They have not They have not said that they will do that at this stage. Um, I think everything is still, you know, up for negotiation and discussion. Um, everyone's still at the table and being friends. But it is a concern for us that... W- We don't want to ask, uh, well, asking a tech company to build this specific tech just for Australia, um, as a global company, they will have to make decisions about, A, if it's worth it, if it's, you know, cost effective, but also if it will uh, go against, as I say, their brand values and their consumers in every other country because uh, they don't want to necessarily become known for mass surveillance.
0: It's 5 to 5, Iron Drive, tech guru and AI expert Sarah Moran is here. We're talking all things tech. Last, uh, When last I checked, Sarah, Nokia wasn't the emblematic tech company of the future, perhaps of the past. They're now teaming up with another company to look at AI. What are they doing here?
1: Well, the 90s are back and Nokia is popular again. They've teamed up with NVIDIA and they are creating, like everyone, uh, some new AI. Uh, and this is their cloud-ran solutions, which is um, a, a type of way of accessing the internet, if we think about it, at scale. And they're using AI to make that much faster and and to be able to really accelerate um, the way that the that, that, the company does things. You may not know. So, a lot of us haven't had a Nokia phone since the the 90s. Um, But Nokia, as of 2018, was the world's third largest network equipment manufacturer. So, all of our Nokia bricks, they kept bricking. They they kept going out and creating hardware. And that is what they have been uh, doing behind the scenes. So, as a consumer, we probably haven't come across them in a while, but they are absolutely a massive company. And so, this is a really big announcement.
0: I'm kind of sentimental about the old Nokia brick. It didn't sort of nag me for attention. I mean, it just called every, uh, so often it almost never ran out of battery. I, I've heard that people are actually buying Nokias again as a kind of dumb phone to digitally detox. Have you heard about this?
1: I've actually done it myself. So I, I bought a dumb phone that was a Hello Kitty phone, a dumb phone that looked like a Lamborghini and the old Nokia. And <laughs> um, the thing that I forgot is that as a millennial, I never used the phone. It never rang and it just sat there for a week with a full battery. So um, I'm back on my smartphone, I will say.
0: <laughs> also a pretty handy self-defense uh, device. Um, you could really knock someone out with an old uh, Nokia. So how long did this digital detox go for out of interest?
1: Oh, look, uh, the week that it sat there. And I just, it was like, I didn't think it through. I I was like, yes, my phone, I will turn it off. Forgetting that, of course, I sit in front of my computer all day. Um, You know, I'm constantly connected to the internet in so many other ways that even if I did just change my phone, it's not going to change my life in any way. However, I will say... I did progress um, and I've got closer to beating my high school boyfriend's score on Snake 2. Snake.
0: Yes. Oh, God, I used to love Snake. That was pretty (laughs) much all it could do. See, my daughter the other day said to me, Daddy why are you always looking at your phone? And I got the absolute guilts. But at that time that she asked me that, I was looking up the weather for her soccer match on the weekend. And I was looking to turn down the music, which is all on the phone, on the app on the phone to sort of be able to talk to her properly. This is the problem. It's Your life is a, a bottleneck through your phone to the world. I'm kind of keen to try this digital detox. So, you got any advice for me?
1: Um, look, I think the, the number one thing we could do is stop looking down. So, if you are going to play snake, just lift your arms up a bit further so that you get a bit of adjustment <laughs> right. in, your, in, your, in your posture.
0: <laughs> it's all in the neck. And just lastly, uh, I know Google has announced a new family of AI language models called Gemma. Uh, what are these? How much of a competitor will they be for ChatGPT?
1: This is so exciting. So um, this is an open source AI tool. And so originally that's what uh, OpenAI and ChatGPT were going to do, but they've locked a lot of it down. Facebook came out of the gates with their uh, Llama models and they accidentally released them under open source. Um, And so they actually built this massive community and it did really, really well. And now Google coming into the ring with open source means that we've got some of the best brains in the world building incredible tech and really really fast so rather than being locked behind you know corporate bureaucracy this stuff is able to be built in public and really be able to be something that we'll all benefit from really really quickly and so yes we're all very delighted that this is open source and that uh this is what gem is going to look like
0: more tools to play with sarah moran is the founder of geek girl academy and the ai company patient notes good to talk to you as always